Welcome to The Board, a podcast series on mechanical keyboards by the Mechanical Keyboard Community. Proudly brought to you by Idea23, awesome caps at great prices, and Kivio, the place for split keyboards. This week, unfortunately, Don is under the weather, and he has asked me to take the reins of the podcast, so we are going to sail this ship this week solo. It's very exciting, and I think that there's there's some interesting updates coming out this week, but overall, there's not too many as far as product developments go, but I think I still have enough stuff to talk about <laughs> to make a full episode. Okay, and we also have our giveaways concluding. Uh, another Another small update is I will not be on next week, so Don will be doing next week solo. I have a trip planned, which it's not, um, it's, it's, uh, I, I will not, I will not be able to tune in because I'm going to be fully engaged on my Saturday. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Thank you for dealing with me in that regard. Okay. So we are going to start this podcast with a very serious topic, which is, an Idea23 update, who, as you know, is one of our sponsors. And I wanted to read through his update in case any of the viewers are, um, they're part of any of his group buys. And I guess just send his message out. So he posted that he has said this a lot in the last eight months, but he's sorry for the lack of updates and response to the questions which have he's been being asked. Um, he had a health condition which was really obstructing his sleep, and he was trying to resolve it, and he really couldn't get it worked out, but he finally found the medical support that he needed, and he's also getting his um, his ducks in a row. He's He's getting organized at work again, and he's getting his his i guess focus back on track and so he's provided two updates as far as some of his projects so he provided a link to his HHKB high pro keycaps list which as you, if you if you weren't aware he um, took high pro keycaps for a happy hacking keyboard and he actually cast his sets out of resin and he was running a sort of group by sale for it but it kind of got sidetracked due to his health issues. So he is updating saying that sets will be made based on the time you submit your username. And the only exceptions are those waiting on custom orders from him. If you guys want to swap your orders for a set, you get priority. I will be making at least one set a day. As I go down the list, I will message you guys to verify your color choice right before I cast the set. You will not get invoiced until the set is done and ready to ship. I will also be posting new items on my site starting tomorrow. A lot of the items will be in limited quantities. The caps consist mostly of the f- of the few test batches I've managed to cast in the last few months. Later this week, I will be selling a big part of my collection to help cover the medical expenses from the last few months. It's mostly GMK and SA sets and a couple keyboards. To the few that I owe things, I will be getting a hold of you guys throughout the week. If you want an update sooner, just PM me. If you guys placed an order and I didn't ask for a refund and want to H, I didn't ask for a refund and want a HHKB high pro set, join the waitlist. Those that haven't received their order get priority, but I haven't forgot about the credit I said you guys would be getting. What this means for most of you is that even if you get your order last year, even if you even if you got your order last year, you will most likely get a free high pro set and a few other things. So. Bust Gamer is doing the whole Santa Claus thing and giving everybody a bunch of stuff. And he's trying to get his orders back on track. So it's cool to see that his health is improving. And we are obviously really good friends with Bust Gamer. And I'm a huge fan of his caps. And I'm an advocate of Idea23 artisans. So I guess, yeah, just... Keep an eye on that. Message him if you need updates. And it sounds like the progress is finally being made and hopefully should be wrapped up pretty soon. 
Okay, and that was the IDEA 23 update. The next topic which we will be talking about is a new announcement, which is particularly interesting to me, is that JTK Hyperfuse is coming. Yay! So, for those of you that aren't aware, Hyperfuse is a keycap set, which was originally made in... Oh, man. I don't know if it was originally made in GMK or DSA or... I know SA was not original, so it was either made in DSA or GMK originally, but the GMK one is the one which has always had, like, I guess a lot of, a lot of, uh, popularity with it, and it's been run multiple rounds. I own two sets of it, actually, because I'm crazy, and I think the DSA has been run multiple rounds, too in like limited quantities and there was that really weird run of like only 10 sets from Sheraton at Originative and I think yeah there's also an essay Hyperfuse so yeah so it's like a really prolific set a lot of artists needs to match this set the colorway for those of you that aren't aware is gray modifiers with teal legends and then white alphas with purple legends and it's like the perfect contrast and I'm pretty sure that Bunny Lake was the mastermind behind this colorway. And it was originally run through a sort of Control-Alt project. But now it looks like they've given... Hopefully, hopefully they've given this permission to, to, J, to JTK and not just... JTK is not just rolling with it, but... Hopefully they've organized the project together, and if if they are, then I it's really it's really interesting and exciting. I've owned JTK sets in the past, as far as the thickness goes, and hmm, the functional quality of them they're they're second to GMK. They're an OG cherry. They're, in my opinion, like the highest quality keycaps on the market. But there are a few just differences that might bother you. Um, like when I had when I had the JTK sophomore sets. First of all, I had to wait like a year for them, and that was really annoying. And unfortunately, the colors didn't match the renders at all. The renders showed like pretty like neon pink, which is something that I like, like magenta, and they came out like valentine's day like light pink and i was i was not into that so i ended up selling that set the texture is also a little bit different than gmk gmk is just a little bit finer and smoother whereas from what i remember the jtk texture was rougher on the top surface and the other thing which kind of bothered me was the some of the legends are like thicker and you think, like, okay, I'm going to save money buying this instead of a GMK. That's okay. I accept the faults. And I don't even look at the legends because I can type without looking because I'm so cool. And that's that, that was me. And then I had the set. And every time my eyes would pass by some of the letters, I would just get so frustrated. And all the little details really just turned me off from the set and I lost, I lost interest in it completely. But I would consider getting the JTK Hyperfuse set, especially if the price is reasonable. Um, but that's also crazy because I already have two. <laughs> but, but you know, like if it's, if it's like $80, I could probably like just justify that because it is my favorite colorway and all my artisans match that colorway. And yeah, I should I should succumb to the internal pressure and just buy it, probably. All right. And that was also just an announcement, but it's there's no actual pricing or not much information provided. But that was just the announcement that JTK Hyperfuse is coming. There's also more information on Z Frontier. I'm not sure if that will be the vendor selling or not, but 
I would that that would be my best guess at this point. Or maybe they'll have multiple vendors selling it. Maybe Originative will get some sets and such. Okay, so that was JTK Hyperfuse. The next update, which I'm going to be providing, is the Kevin keyboard purchasing update. So for those of you that were that were betting that I would that I would fall that I would succumb to my keyboard spending habits again and not succeed in stopping spending money, you win this time. I have gone off the rails a little bit this week and I bought a bunch of keyboard stuff. So it all started with the HHKB sets for the Palm Jelly. Um, they were they were a mass drop buy, but honestly, they there was they were like the lamest mass drop buy ever because they didn't have any sort of like price cuts at certain order quantities. I don't even know why they did it through mass drop and the KBD fans, which is the vendor, which is kind of like organizing them. I, I feel like they could have just run it themselves, but maybe Mashrop was like, hey, we want to collaborate, and they agreed, which, so now I have to go through Mashrop instead of just KBD fans, but that's okay, and so I bought that, and that was 33 bucks, and I'm having that shipped to my mom and dad in America, and then I bought an AliExpress keyboard kit. This kit is coming in from China, and I actually just got a DHL update on my phone like an hour ago. So this thing is, it is coming light speed, which is bad because I don't have a soldering kit or soldering iron. But it's a, it, I don't even know if the kit is like the worst thing ever or if it's good or not, but I it just looked cool to me and it was an impulse buy. There's this. Like I know a lot of people have been asking what did I buy and they want links to it, but I guess I'll just I'll just say it. It's this like magic force looking keyboard kit from that like company called YMDK. I think that's it. But it's a 71 key kit, so it's like a hmm, like a 10 keyless but with the top row chopped off and it's Bluetooth. And I just like that it was just a really simple cheap kit. And it just looked interesting and different than other things I've seen. So I just bought it. And it's Bluetooth, supposedly, so we'll see if that works. It's not key mappable, but I really just wanted to mess around with it and see what it's like. Uh, maybe I'll try to do, like, a build video or review of it or something, but I'm really bad about making videos. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be at least talking about it in the slack which if you want an update for that you can you can hang out in our slack which if you would like to have an invitation to our slack you can email the board podcast at gmail.com and ask for an invite and we can get you in there all right the next thing i bought because i didn't just buy two things i had to buy four things is i placed an order to novel keys and those were for some low profile kale switches which yeah you're gonna you probably know if you watched the episode last week what i'm doing with those but uh i bought some of those and those are being shipped directly to kibio and i also bought hako violets i bought 80 of these i don't know which keyboard they're coming in if which keyboard they're gonna go in if they're gonna go in my new level prototypes which i'm making progress on or if i'm going to be throwing them into this keyboard kit i bought or anything else but i really was interested in those because they're tactile and they're light and that's something that never gets made and i like that they made it so i want to support it and violet's also a great color it's also the name of one of the psychos in fallout new vegas um yeah uh and then the last thing i purchased is from kibio the big reveal for my macro pad project is i'm going to be doing the chalk chalk choco pad 
and that's going to be a white white p black pcb black pcb yeah with white caps and the klo profile reds because um i don't know i thought they might be better than the browns because i've tried tactile low profile switches before and they kind of just felt like chiclety it's kind of just like a laptop keyboard and i i thought linears might be more interesting and then Kibio will be compiling those shipments and sending them over to me. So I'm super excited about that. And my MacroPad project will hopefully get maybe like a review video also. I'm planning on trying to get the MacroPad functioning and helping me with some CAD I've been doing. I've never really used any sort of like hotkey setups and stuff. A lot of the times I just use the icon pictures dur during CAD design I'm doing. Or on some programs you can type in like what tool you want. And I've gotten in like the worst habit of just remembering like the name of the tool and just typing it in. And you only need to type in a few letters because it remembers which ones you constantly use. And then it'll like fill those in for you. But... I think that having a macro pad will save me a lot of strain on my hands long term. So we are going to go with that and see how it works. And I'm hoping that it works out well. I also, as far as doing the legending goes, I asked for 40 caps, 40 white caps for the macro pad. So I could kind of mess around and see what's the best way to like label those. And the chocolate pad only has... 16 switches so that means i can mess up a lot and change my mind a lot and adjust things a lot and hopefully then by that by the end of the time i run out of the caps i will have figured out what i like and yep so that was kevin's keyboard update for this week the grand total of spending was 33 dollars 54 dollars $45 and $50. 33 plus 54 is 77. 87 <laughs> plus 87 plus 95 is 182. 90. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. It's a, it's like less than $200. I'm not gonna. This is really hard to do math. If you think people are listening to you. <laughs> okay, so the next topic, which we'll be talking about, is the conundrum. A split 40% ortholinear electrocapacitance keyboard. But first, I'm going to get a sip from my water. I have this. Uh, this week I bought water at the store and they were out of like little bottles so i had to buy like really big bottles and i feel like a like a chad who like brings his big bottles to the gym or like carries them around all day but maybe maybe that's good maybe i'll keep that up um all right so the conundrum is a 40 percent ortholinear electrocapacitance keyboard so it's it's a split 40% ortho and it's electrocapacitance. There's a lot going on in that title. So it's like a it's like a Topra switch keyboard that's 40% ortholinear. So it's not staggered and it's a split keyboard too. So that's really interesting and exciting. So he starts off the post by saying happy Halloween. That's cool. I hope you also have a happy Halloween. <laughs> and then he says to the point, some of you have noticed a cryptic render I uploaded a week ago. Thank you for your patience. This is all meant as a little play to introduce you to an interest check for my new project. Conundrum, which is a split 40% orthopedic programmable keyboard. And he has this link to his GCAC thread. But basically, he's been working on an electrocapacitance keyboard, and he wanted to spread some, shed some light on it. Spread some light. 
spread some light on it. And he just received the prototypes and he wanted to share some renders and photos. So the keyboard is more complicated than regular peasant keyboards with MX switches because it needs a PCB, a spring, a rubber dome, a case, and firmware. So uh, honestly, I'm just going to, you know, respond to him real quick here. Our peasant keyboards still need a PCB, a case, and firmware. So you're only like two, you're only like one extra step more complicated, bro. But in all honesty, he probably had to like make all the firmware himself, and it's probably really complicated. And you know, he doesn't get enough credit. This is pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, so basically. The springs, he are, he's currently working on having them manufactured and adjusted. As for the rubber domes, he contacted a company which is reputable, he says, and he says we won't be disappointed. So I, I really hope that I won't be disappointed by these rubber domes. And the PCBs have arrived, and he soldered them, and the board seems to be working. And with the advent of the PCBs, the firmware development has accelerated. And he's been playing around with CAD for the cases. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I always on the podcast ask for people to push the boundaries of the keyboard hobby because I don't want to see another 10 keyless that looks exactly like how I would expect a 10 keyless to be designed. So it's. It's exciting that somebody's pushing the boundaries. Um, yeah, this could be a cool macro pad because I don't like split ortho boards, but for macro pad, it could be cool. Um, and also, uh, it's yeah, I, it's it's exactly what I said earlier. It's pushing the boundaries, so good on him. And I hope he succeeds. But I know that the path to creating your own electrocapacitance keyboard is littered with failures along the lonesome road. So, yeah, you got to maintain your composure, never give up, and you can do it. Miwa, mewa, miwa. All right. So, that was the conundrum, a split ortho 40% electrocapacitance keyboard. And the next topic which we are going to be talking about is one of the keyboard gurus, Hata, Jacob Alexander, posted an AMA. He's the founder of the Input Club and Kono store. And he has this huge collection of keyboards. Wow, and some of his go back to the 1940s. Would you look at that? But... There, he so I, I think you should, if you haven't got a chance to check out his AMA, you should read through it because this guy is like the I would say he's like one of the top five keyboard minds. Like, he just he understands keyboards wholesomely so much more than so many other people, and like it's not just it's not just, um, like focused on like a ortho or focused on focused on like mx switch styles but he like understands all the different facets of keyboard keyboard existence even even vintage stuff and even like technology wise and he understands the firmwares and the microcontrollers and such and so yeah he's the he's the dude so as far as his input goes, <laughs> input, uh, one of the questions which was asked, which I thought I'm going to read you the most interesting one. Somebody asked, what trend amongst custom keyboards would you like to see more of? And on the flip side, what trends would you like to see fade from the mainstream into obscurity and oblivion? Things that I think are a bit silly, but also cool. Our fancy engravings and lettering on the inside of the case where nobody actually looks. 
and brass or whatever weights. Hey, bro, brass weights are cool. <laughs> okay, I'm going to disagree with that. Those are really useful, and I'd like to see more of the brass weights. Silly things that I wish would go away. PCB mount switches. North-south facing LEDs. Um, PCB mount switches. But then you can make the keyboard without a plate. Okay, well, I guess me and Hata don't, Hata don't see eye to eye on too many things. <laughs> things that I would like to see more of. Design aesthetic. I'm going to second that one. Love aesthetic. Um, keycap matching. Yes, I think. Interesting layouts. Yeah, I like that. Like the CA66 was a game changer as far as interesting layouts go. And even like the Magic Force was like pushing boundaries. Yeah, that's I can agree with that. Programmability. Yeah, I like programmability. I don't really like using the computer key mapping stuff. I'd rather like I I'd rather do it on the board than on my computer. So I agree with that. And then split keyboards. Yeah, split keyboards are cool. So yeah, awesome responses by Hata. And it's good to see him doing an AMA. And yeah, keep up the good work, Input Club. All right. So next talk. Actually, that was the Hata, Hata AMA. And next topic. It's really hot. Whenever, when, whenever it's hot in my room, I turn on the AC and I make it cold. But I make it too cold. And then when it's cold, I want to be hot because, like, when your skin is cold, it feels better if you introduce heat into it. And it's really frustrating for me. It's like I can't ever. It's always just going back and forth in flux. It's never, it's never like, it's never perfect. You always have to change it. And then that, like, the change makes it better for a little bit, but it's short lasted. Okay. The next topic is actually kind of sad news. Uh, our a um, keyboard website, which has been around for so much time, and was the original dude behind the bootmapper client. Unfortunately, their shop, winkeyless.kr, has closed. And I will now read you the message that he wrote in. It looks like an email, but it says, Now I have to say bye to you. Recently, this business has not gone well as I expected. As so many custom MKB makers who are copying my keyboards and providing them at a lower price appear, I could not, couldn't maintain this business anymore. So I've decided to close the shop when keyless. So it's kind of sad. Um, I, I, like when when I started this hobby, when keyless was like the 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 guy who, besides the what is it, nerd. The dude who like never responds to his emails, Winkillus was like the other readily available higher end keyboards which you could buy on demand. And they were always good quality. They were and they were popular. I had my roommate I convinced my roommate to buy one for, from him a while ago. Uh I owned a few of his circuit boards. And yeah, I, I thought he put out good stuff, but his prices were high, but they were, I, they were kind of like you, you knew you were getting high quality parts with them and he was going to send you the right things. And if he was doing the work up for the assembly, you know, he was going to do a good job. So yeah, it's a little bit sad to see him go. And I'm a huge fan of the bootmapper client because it's really easy to use. So uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that his designs were getting taken and he wasn't able to, I guess, protect them in any way. And then the so many new companies just emerging, offering keyboards so cheap now. 
have just made his business uncompetitive. So I guess that's just the way that businesses go. It's sad, but that's that's what it that's the reality. Now there there is a silver lining to this. I don't want to make make light of. I want I don't want to you know not be not show my respects to Wood Keyless. But the good news is is now when people talk about Korean customs and they post their new Korean custom buy, there will be less Wood Keyless builds <laughs> rather than the real Korean customs that are incredibly pricey but incredibly beautiful so that was the win keyless update okay so another thing which i decided to do this week is because don's not here i was gonna just do some of my guessing game stuff and i was gonna read out i was gonna do like three and you guys can play it and i'm doing really old ones so maybe you don't remember them so yeah i like guessing games so we're gonna do that so uh, if you've never played the guessing games before what me and don do with each other is we read out five hints for a keyboard object or product or something related to keyboards and you have you have so if you get it on the first guess you get five points second guess four points third guess three points down to zero and it's it's a fun competition we do but unfortunately the audience can't always play it because sometimes me and don guess it really quickly it's like when i guessed mass drop before the first hint and earned one million points which made me the permanent winner of the guessing game. So this first one, which I'm going to be doing, is a product which was first introduced in 2010. It was offered with MX Brown and MX Blue switches, but later versions of this product would not offer genuine cherry switches. The second hint is this product was priced at 50 to 160 euros and it was offered in three different form factors with led options being a main selling point in many of the versions the third topic is you have the third the third hint is you have to be careful or she might bite you The fourth hint is it has a 6U spacebar as well as a bizarre bottom row sizing. And the fifth hint is that it is for the gamers. And if you didn't guess it correctly, it was the Razer Black Widow. Okay. The next one, which I'm going to be doing, is this is a variant of a switch which was introduced in 1984. These switches were PCB mounted. These switches have translucent switch tops on them. For the spacebar, an MX white switch was used in the keyboard this was founded. This switch was found in the Nixdorf CT06, CT07, backslash 2, M soft keys keyboard. And for those of you that did not guess it, it is the Nixdorf switch. All right. And the last one, which I will be doing, the name of this is an acronym for the founder's last names. This company was founded in 1992. 
this company acquired Cherry's Double Shot Keycap Molds in 2011. This company owns Unique Key. And this company was responsible for Hyperfuse, Sky Dolch, Miami Knights, Carbon, Cyan, and many, many more key sets. And the answer is GMK. Now, I'm not sure on the receiving end how that's going to be because maybe I read through it too quickly, but maybe you can pause <laughs> or maybe maybe you just you can think that quickly and you just nailed them all but yeah that was our guessing game which we do every week and i guess next week unless i write one for don there might not be one yeah so maybe you're gonna have to wait a few weeks for one of those but yeah you can always tune in for the guessing week every week the guessing game every week almost every week when Don isn't gone or I'm not gone. And this past month, we have had two giveaways running. The first one was some Idea 23 keycaps, which was given away with the, um, the topic, what retro things do you want to bring back? that were these are things that are were available in the past that are no longer easily able to get or things you want to have brought back so not necessarily they don't actually have to be ancient they can just be discontinued products my answer to this was of course the palm jelly keycaps because they are adorable and um, yeah, so real quickly, I'm going to run through the entries which we received for that, and we will be announcing the winner. So, the first one, Kim Slauson said, I'd like to see modern manufacturers make more alternate action or locking switches. I've looked around and it seems like there's a lack of these on the market today compared to what they used to be made by switch manufacturers. Also, if I'm wrong and they're totally are alternate switches on the market that I miss, feel free to point them out to me. I do not know of any other than, I think the cherry ones are not impossible to get. I think they people did a group buy for them recently, but the Alps ones are on a lot of vintage boards, but you can't just go buy them. But yeah, they're in almost all of the M0116s and the caps lock, keys on the AEKs too. Evergreen Linux said my entry for this week, well I guess it's monthly at this point, Idea 23 competition is simply Alps SKCM switches. I know that they were kind of already brought up in the most recent episode itself, but I would love to see them return. The new tie switches are just clones of simplified Alps switches, which aren't as good as the SKCM complicated op switches. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's a very great, valid point. Evergreen Linux. All right, Logan Bussel. For something that's not readily, really available anymore, I'd love to have an IBM Kish Saver. Yeah, you and everybody else, bro. It's a much more palatable form factor compared to something like the Unicomp Model M Remix. Joseph Mayfield, the question of something from the past that I would like to see again is a very tough one since I'm still fairly new to this community. I know that I would love to have access to the original VEA or Delta Split group buys. Those were two of the first boards that really stood out to me and got me more invested in the MK community. Yeah, good answer. Andrew Steger said things I wish were available, the TXCP. I had one of those. And yes, I know that you can track one down on Mech Market, but still. Taylor Rana Ruby. I'd love to see the Nova Touch come back, though I understand Cooler Master was done with Topra. Or Topra was done with Cooler Master. Who knows about that? But that's really interesting, and I think 
many people feel the same way as you. I, of course, use my Nova Touch every day, and it's my favorite keyboard, probably. And if I could buy more, I would buy like 10, because I, I want to have 10. I want to have a lot. I want to have them forever. And Bart DiCalue said the things that I would like to see return is the Vim's SA Oblivion keyset, which is unavailable at the moment. The Vim Caps SA Oblivion. Yeah. Okay. I don't like SA, but I like your response. Thank you for participating in the in the monthly giveaway. And now I'm going to do a random number generator because I forgot to do this. All right. First one seven, last one, or first one one, last one seven. Let's see. One, two, three. It's three. One, two. Logan Bustle. For something that's not really readily available anymore, I'd love to see the IBM Kiss Saver. And Logan, you are the winner for this week. So congratulations. And we will get you in contact with the Keycap Distribution organization i'll get back to you on that i've kind of not been sending out the keycaps for a while so i need to figure out how that's done okay so that was our first competition now real quickly i'm going to jump in and say with giveaways going out it'd be great to see some people giving back and that relates to don's movember so Don writes in his post that as I get older, my risk for things in men's health increase. So I figured it's my time to get involved for myself and also for my fellow bros out there. Hey, yo. And so he is running his his Movember project, which he does every year. And he's at $315 of his target of 2000 But this is... um in relation to the men's health November thing, uh, fundraising for men's health to bring awareness to men's health issues. And yeah, Don does a lot of cool stuff for that every year. So it's good to see him going at it again. And if you would like to contribute, there will be a link in the podcast notes as always. And for the last giveaway there is going to so this is the this is the haiku for the kibio keyboard kit which you can select any keyboard kit off of kibio's site and you can receive it for this giveaway and this project this um giveaway received 18 entries and um these are so these are haikus, which unfortunately me and Don want to wait until we're both on the episode to read through them. But I guess we've been so I will be reading the winners after I after I do the generator for it. And I was also requested to read the there's a there's a four in one which I'm supposed to read. Um so he said no botching the pronunciation. So I could have like preemptively learned how to say these words decently, but I didn't. So Robert's haiku is gonna, I'm gonna just like try to make these sounds with my mouth. So ABS Hatar Hamrar. Jag helt skoningslost botnandet ekar. So that was Robert's <laughs> haiku. And now we will be using a random number generator 1 to 18 to select our winner for this month. Random number generator. Get excited. Okay, and for the winner of the Kibio giveaway for this month is number five. Okay, one, two, three, four, and it is Andrew. 
Let me check that it's correct. I don't want to give it to the wrong person. <laughs> one, two, three. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yep, Andrew, congratulations. And Andrew's is Christmas is coming. Time for holiday singing. Sing, sing, Don and Kevin. And <laughs> this is a reference to last year for Christmas, we sang Christmas carols, which was horrible. And <laughs> some of them were like really long. And Don selected one, which was like was way too long. And it just never ended. And I don't, I don't know if we're going to be doing that again this year, but it sounds like unpopular demand is requesting it. So maybe we will. As far as the rest of the haikus, we will be waiting till next next in two weeks because I will not be on next week to read through them. But I think it would be more entertaining to read them when we're on it together. So you can have that to look forward to. Throw that on your calendar. Awesome. So that actually covers all my topics. I'm at like 47 minutes now. I did want to like go through that. Don doesn't really like doing this, but I kind of like I've always wanted to do this. And now that I'm in charge, I'm the captain of the ship. I'm the captain now. Uh, I want to like read through the, the just like the, t the front page of mechanical keyboards for this week, as in like the top for this week, and see what it's like. Just because I've always wanted to do it. So the top for this week is somebody who found a Mac portable with Alp Salmon switches. That's really cool, and they look super clean. And then there is a spooky meme. And one kid's wearing, basically, uh, it's, just, it's a meme about, like, a kid with a scary costume. And the scary costume is a kid wearing a membrane keyboard. Uh, somebody found a keyboard at their co-working space in the trash. It's uh, 60%. I can't actually tell what it is, but it's a 60%. Somebody posted a really cool 60% keyboard with Winkeyless blockers and GMK laser. That's awesome. There's a Frankenstein meme. Ooh, that's really cool. Somebody posted a working Commodore 64 computer and keyboard in an auto shop in Poland. This looks like they're all using some old diagnostics equipment. It looks like a Fallout computer terminal. That's awesome. Um, yeah, this, this is, there's a post about today, 141 Brazilians voters will use this mechanical keyboard. I think it's a voting machine. That's awesome. Uh, there's one of those like blade slant ortho Z lant ortho keyboards that's with a super nice picture. That's awesome. Mm, doesn't really interest me. Um, there's one of those like brain memes which are so like last year um, a 60xt prototype which is hmm it's kind of like the red scarf 78 it has the macro pad on the left side that's kind of interesting the th the 50 cnc sample that looks really cool it's like a 40 percent with the numpad on the right side yeah, that's that's really interesting. And they have a SA hyperfuse on it. Um, there's a dactyl with Delvin K series and Jades. It's probably really loud. Oh wow, that's a really cool picture. Somebody posted. Hmm, it looks like a maybe a duck lightsaber. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, totally correct. Beautiful keycaps. Oh, it might be Melody 96. Yeah, I think it's the Melody 96. Looks really pretty. Really good picture. And he's posted that's why he works at home every day. Yeah, I guess, like, some jobs you can and some jobs you can't. <laughs> You're lucky that you can post that. 
That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's a really cool Norbauer Godspeed picture. That's that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. That's the. the it's the only things that are really get me excited. Actually, there's one more thing. Somebody posted a. Hmm. I don't know where it is, but they they posted a pretty cool um picture of like an old keyboard which has like it's not it's one piece but it's slanted kind of like a split keyboard and it's an alps it's an alps keyboard with a computer terminal and he i forget what he said in the post but it was something like this is like he said like this is vintage gaming or something and that was a really popular post i can't find it now but uh, it's interesting because that keyboard, I'm pretty sure I owned one of those and I ended up selling it for like, I think like a hundred dollars because I was moving and I could only bring like a few keyboards. So now, and that's when I literally decreased my collection from like 35 keyboards to like six now or eight in like a one month time span. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that I've always wanted to do is just look through the top page and the top posts it wasn't as interesting as i thought <laughs> so maybe don's right okay maybe we won't do that anymore okay well that wraps up the podcast for me thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to my voice i know it's hard <laughs> don will be back next week but Thanks again, and we appreciate the support as always. Come kick it in our Slack, and have a great week.